Hey, Slingers, welcome back to another week of the Word Slinger podcast. And today, we're going to talk about mailing lists. Stick around. Hey, you're looking for a jump on your own indie author career, but kind of confused about where to start? I got the place for you. Check out Draft to Digital. That's where you're going to be able to convert your manuscript, distribute it worldwide online, and get help the whole way from the best author support there is. Trust me on this one. So go check out Draft to Digital at drafttodigital.com slash wordslinger. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, that's right. This is Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Thank you for tuning in to another week, another Wednesday. Uh, nah, I decided I would scrap telling you what day of the week it is. Because <laughs> I, I have no idea. This could go live on Thursday, uh, depending on how the day goes. Who knows? So, another uh, solo Word Slinger episode. Solo Slinger. <laughs> so, anyway... um. As promised, I wanted to talk to you today about mailing lists, and um, I'm going to try to give you some useful stuff. Um, mostly, it's I think it's going to be about perspective on these things. Uh, but here, here we are. You've probably heard this advice before, so don't don't roll your eyes if you have. Maybe there's something new here uh, that we can talk about. But we, um, I treat mailing lists as my primary marketing tool, and I I actually believe everyone should. And one of the reasons for that just to get this out of the way right off, is uh, you you control your mailing list. Like No one can come along and do a term of ser- terms of service change <laughs> and lock you out of your mailing list. I get, there could be circumstances under which that could happen. But for the most part, uh, especially if you're backing up your mailing list, saving that as uh, a CSV file, um, which is basically like a, uh, a spreadsheet, you should always have a backup of your mailing list, okay? So um, if you are keeping that uh, handy, then uh, you can always switch services, right? So the idea here is you want to own your platform. Now, your platform in general terms is uh, your reach, your ability to sell books. As an author, your platform is your ability to sell books uh, you know, directly, your direct reach to an audience. That's that's the that's the definition we're going to go by. Okay, um, so your mailing list is the most important piece of that. So you can have a social media presence, you can have a YouTube channel and a huge following there. Um, you can have uh, lots of people who have signed up for notifications on your releases on Amazon and BookBub and Draft to Digital. Um, you can have all of that. But at some point, one of those or all of those might shift the way they approach things. Here's a good example of this. Uh, it's sort of an example. Um, MailChimp. Now, I used to recommend MailChimp as a free, uh, a way to get started with a mailing list for free up to like 2,000 subscribers. Uh, that's usually pretty good for most authors. And you get a lot of functionality you used to. I don't I think maybe things have changed. Maybe they haven't changed so much. I'm not sure. Uh, I do know that the way they, that MailChimp handles audience 
is irksome because <laughs> basically they make uh, even unsubscribes are part of your audience and you can be charged for them. So I, I don't recommend MailChimp for authors anymore. I'm not saying that their move in the industry is bad. Uh, they're doing what they got to do for their own uh, goals and, and their own interests. Um, they just have now become less appealing as a, um, a mailing list management system for authors. Uh, if you're looking for a replacement, MailerLite is the one that seems to get the, uh, the most buzz right now. And there are all kinds of other options out there. Um, so that's the sort of basic technical side of what you need for a mailing list, by the way. You need something to manage it. You don't want to be sending your emails out to your list from like your Google account, your Gmail account or something, or from your uh, personal, whatever your email management software of choice is. You want to have a, a service that's dedicated to managing large lists. And one of the reasons for that is uh, it helps with you know keeping you from being marked as spam, uh, or violating spam laws, <laughs> that sort of thing. So it's it's useful to have a service to help you manage all that. Um, okay, so owning your platform is the biggest reason to do this. If you have your mailing list, you can reach out to those those folks at any time. One of the advantages of a mailing list is that a lot of you, if you're doing this right, everyone on that mailing list came to you because they're interested in you and your work. Um, if you're just reaching out, targeting people on Facebook through ads or, uh, or using any sort of ad targeting at all, you are kind of just rolling the dice that the people you, uh, appear in front of are going to be interested in your work and they may not be. Uh, so you really have less control over that. It's not a bad thing to do this. It's not a bad thing to reach out and try to grow your, your platform. But my recommendation is everything you do. Aim, aim everyone that you encounter back at your mailing list. Get them on that mailing list. Uh, very important. Okay, so when I first started doing this, I had lots and lots of questions about, well, how the heck do I even start building this mailing list? And I got some really, like, just junk answers. <laughs> I remember sitting through an entire webinar one time, uh, and this guy is, uh, he's the guest, and he's, uh, he's there to talk about mailing lists, and he's there specifically to talk about how to build and grow your mailing list. But the one thing he didn't cover was how do you even get started? How, where do you, how do you build this? Like, how do you get people to sign up initially? Because if you don't have, you know, an audience already, it's difficult to build one. Uh, his answer was use Facebook. And I'm not kidding you. That was the complete answer. Use Facebook. Follow-up questions were not answered. <laughs> so that was frustrating. Uh, I still have a transcript of that entire thing. I don't want to. I don't want to burn this guy publicly or anything, but uh, I keep it to remind me. Uh, and that's to your benefit, by the way, because uh, that reminder uh, means that I'm going to give you uh, a place to start. Facebook is definitely a place where you can start. All your social media is. Um, so. Here's the thing about social media. It's a little easier to grow your in your sphere of influence. I don't know that I would necessarily consider social media to be integral to your actual platform. I mean, you can consider it as as such, especially as it grows bigger. If you become an influencer, for example, <laughs> people are turning to you for advice about whatever. Um, then you know, social media is a great way to reach out to those people. 
I would still try to encourage them onto your mailing list. And what what you do, um, one way to start this is offer something for free that will attract people to sign up for your list. I know I'm talking to a mixed crowd here, and a lot of you already know this part. Bear with me, if you will, because um, I have some other some other things about being personable that I think are going to be constructive. But you can start your mailing list by reaching out first to the uh, the network you already have. So if you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, that's a great place to start. But don't neglect your own contact list. Um, now, don't spam everybody. That's, that, this is going to be key, but you can reach out. I would, I would advise doing this in small groups of people you know well first on your contact list. So family and friends, coworkers, as long as it's not going to get you fired uh, to do this, by the way. <laughs> be, be careful how you do this. And, uh, you know, some companies have rules against the sorts of emails you can send out Um to groups at least within your company email infrastructure. So I'm mostly talking about personal contact lists here. But you you can uh, start reaching out to people on your contact list and say, hey, look, I'm I'm writing a book or I've written a book. I, I want to build up my mailing list. Would you mind getting on the mailing list? And I can give you a free short story. There's a hundred ways you can do this, a thousand ways you can do this this part and I'll talk about that in a second but uh, or a free chapter or a free article if you're a nonfiction writer maybe you're giving uh, just some free content that would be attractive to someone who might be interested in reading your books um, or it could be you know you can get creative with this by the way infographics for example especially for nonfiction writers uh, for fiction writers maybe it's a downloadable map of your world that you're writing in you know, so you can get creative about what you offer, uh, and that's gonna that's gonna play in be a little more important later, <laughs> really. Uh, but it, as an initial offer to get people on your list, it's not bad. Um, you could even offer you know people who get on your list uh, initially get you know uh, the book for free, for example. I know that seems counterintuitive, but if your plan is to write a series, and you're giving anyone who gets on your list the first book free. That can help with building up a, uh, a loyal following, a, a nice platform. So now you've reached out to you know, your mailing list, your, your contact list rather, um, friends and family. Uh, you should also be you know, ready and prepared to uh, give people a way to get on your list when you encounter them out in the 3D world. <laughs> uh, you can use sites like moo.com Moo or Vistaprint or whatever, to get some cheap business cards that have a link to your uh, website where people can go and download your freebie, okay? So, and you can you can generally do this for like, you know, 25 bucks for a couple hundred cards, you know? This, this is really not that expensive. If that is still somewhat cost prohibitive for you, um, you know, you can do this the old-fashioned way, just, you know, do do some handwritten slips. Get a pad of uh, Post-it notes, and write uh, write the URL on them, or get a stamp if you can afford that. You know, there's there are ways to do this. In other words, you can print some stuff off on your computer. Just uh, you know, hop on uh, hop in Microsoft Word or Excel or something, and create a table with uh, a whole bunch of the URLs and your name and the title of your book or whatever you want. 
You can include a little thumbnail picture of it and print out a page of that stuff and just cut them out with scissors. I mean, that's doesn't have to be super fancy. Uh, now, the nicer the presentation, the more credibility you're going to get. But I'm I'm trying to encourage you to be creative, even if you have a lack of funds and resources. So look around, determine what you got, and use it. Um, now, okay, we've talked about platform. <clears throat> I want to talk a little about the the meat of this is uh, what to do once you've got the mailing list. <laughs> uh, but I I do want to make sure I'm I'm adequately covering how to build a mailing list because this is it's this is all pointless. All this stuff is pointless if you don't have anyone to actually talk to. As time goes by, you start doing things like uh, you know getting on podcasts, doing guest blog posts, writing articles. Um, you know, uh, anything you're doing that's getting attention for you, make sure all that stuff points people back to getting on your list. Okay, so let's just use guest blogging as an example. That's still, it's kind of lost a little bit of its zing, but it's still a great way to, to at least get some people interested in what you're doing. So you go on a, a blog, or let's, you know, let's use something really accessible like Medium. Medium is a sort of blogging platform. It's, also, it's got the reach of like Huffington Post without the gatekeepers. Um, so you could actually write on your topic. Let's say you're a fiction writer. You can write short stories and post them to Medium. You can write out the chapters of your book and post them to Medium and get feedback. You can always take that stuff down later. Um, so if you're a nonfiction writer or a fiction writer, you can write articles about uh, that are related to your topic, you know, and at, at on each of these, you want to put contact information in there. You want to put a little bio that says, Kevin Tomlinson is an author living in Sugarland, Texas, uh, and he loves his dog and his wife, and you can get one of his free short stories at, uh, you know, kevintomlinson.com slash join me. Um, or whatever your unique proposition is. <laughs> so uh, the point here is start looking at ways that, that you can get yourself in front of people and then always point everyone back to your work. Point everyone back to where they can find you and uh, the stuff you're writing and uh, encourage them to get on your mailing list. Okay. So that's one of the, that. That's a sort of in a nutshell how you start to grow a list. It's a time-consuming thing. Don't think that overnight you're going to get a hundred thousand people on your mailing list. I spent the first four or five years of my writing career with approximately sixty really uninterested people on my mailing list. <laughs> now I'm sitting at around forty thousand or so now, um, and that's been you know years and years of promotion and hard work. Uh, that's been me spending money on ads. Uh, one way that uh, you can grow your, your uh, mailing list is if you do have a freebie to offer, use your Facebook ad budget to, uh, to promote the freebie rather than the paid book. That, it's a way to get to funnel everybody into getting on your mailing list, and you can always sell to them later. Uh, and speaking of your paid books, I mean, every book you publish should have a call to action somewhere in it. I recommend uh, at the very end, but you can do front and back, that says, join my mailing list to get this free short story or this free article or this free infographic or whatever, 
and be informed, you know, whatever. I, I think it doesn't really help to say be informed. Just just tell them they can get their freebie there and, uh, and then just roll from there because at least you're asking for it. And your chances of getting people on your list go up when you actually ask them to do it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> now, so I hope that was valuable uh, in the list building part. Now, I'm going to pause momentarily and sip this water. Mm. <sighs> I kind of wonder how disgusting that may sound to people. I'm sorry about that. Um, so now we've, we've started building our list. And it comes down to what to do with it. Now, there are a lot of approaches to this. One of the, one of the popular approaches is to use what's called autoresponders to uh, nurture, you know, a nurturing sequence, this is sometimes called. You can look these up. There are a lot of, uh, check out uh, Tammy Lebrecht's um, newsletter, Ninja, for some advice on this stuff. Uh, go on YouTube and type in uh, autoresponders, you know, that sort of thing. You can find all kinds of information. You just look around. An autoresponder sequence is a set of emails that trigger as soon as someone gets on your list. And they usually go out, you know, they go out in intervals. Uh, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, uh, but they're they're meant to nurture that that new lead, as we refer to them, that new reader. <clears throat> and they'll do things like, you know, you want you want this to be engaging, uh, so you use what we call open loops. An open loop, in a marketing sense, is uh, something that that you know. We're just going to define it this way. It's something that creates uh, engagement with your reader. It makes them want to respond to you, to keep, to keep up with you. If they interact with you, you've won. <laughs> in a positive way. If they interact with you in a positive way, even in a negative way, you can sometimes turn that and spin it. But if they are interacting with you, answering a question you asked. So a good good example of an open loop would be, uh, you write an email that says, "Hey, I wanted to introduce a little, uh, introduce you to myself, my work, tell you a little about myself." You know, I am. Uh, I live in the Houston, Texas area in a town called Sugarland. I have a dog named Minnie. I have my wife Kara. You know, you'd be a little better about it than I'm being right now. <laughs> a little more engaging and interesting than I am right now. But you've told them all that. Now, the way you create an open loop is to, uh, you know, you can ask a question. You can say, one of my favorite books when I was growing up was Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. What was one of your favorite books? And that question mark is the open loop. That's where you're going to uh, engage your audience. Okay? So, uh, and if they respond to that, you've really got them. And make sure that when they respond, you also respond. So if someone says, hey, um, my favorite book was uh, Super Fudge. <laughs> by Judy Bloom, um, and uh, now you can say, yeah, right. you can respond to that immediately and say, <clears throat> sorry, um, I loved that book too. That was a really influential book on me uh, back in like fourth grade or something. So now you've got a conversation going. Anytime you got a conversation going, you're in a good position uh, from a marketing perspective because, uh, for one thing, readers just never really expect that writers going to return. An email. They just think that we are somehow above them, living in the clouds. Um, so when they do get a response from us, it's a big deal. So be a big deal for somebody. And that creates what we call super fans or 
raving fans, uh, depending on which book you've re- you read on the topic. But that's what we want. We want we want our uh, our our best fans. We want these people to be uh, enthusiastic about us because enthusiastic readers become evangelists for us as writers and evangelists for our books. They go out and they tell other people to go check us out and buy our books. That's what we're after. Uh, that's the best marketing there is. It's free. <laughs> it comes with built-in enthusiasm, and it comes with more credibility. If you go and say, I'm a really good writer, and you're going to really enjoy this book, I may say, mm, you could be, I might check it out. But if someone I really care about, if my wife Kara comes home from work and says, uh, Kevin is an amazing writer, and you're going to really love this book. I loved it. I know you're going to love it. That carries a lot more weight with me. So that's what you're aiming for. Um, I wanted to talk about being personable. Uh, So here's what I mean by that. So there's personal, which is you're revealing personal details about your life, and you're saying, you know, uh, I'm having surgery next week, and uh, my my wife has been sick, and, uh, you know, my father-in-law is going to... You know, take care of the dog for us. And those are personal details. You don't always want to share that stuff. You, you don't want to get too personal in these things because you are talking to strangers. Uh, but you can share, like, metered amounts of information with, with people uh, in a personable way. So even if, you're, even if you're not revealing personal details, even if you're not telling anybody about your upcoming surgery or whatever, you can be personable by being approachable. So, um, a, a being personable in the sense that I'm using it is, uh, you're, you're sincere, your tone is sincere. You're not haughty. You're not trying to put on airs. You are, um, you know, open and available. So, uh, you make it clear to your readers that you think of them as friends, as friends and family. Um, you want your email to read as if it is an email you wrote to a buddy or to a family member. Maybe somebody you haven't seen in a while. So you're being just a little cautious about how much you share, you know, about opinions you share. Um, but you are, um, while being cautious like that, you are also saying to them, uh, non-verbally usually, that you that you appreciate them, you're honored that they're there, and you want to have a relationship with them. Human beings want relationships. <laughs> we are social creatures. We are always out looking for ways to connect to other human beings. Um, even the curmudgeons among us, such as myself, who sometimes <laughs> who sometimes get a little bit hermit-like and uh, cloister themselves off in their, you know, really nice office. Really cozy, comfortable office. I love you, office. Um, but, you know, even folks like me, I'm, I'm out looking to make connections. This is why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I write in the first place. Uh, so what you're saying in these personable emails to your uh, platform is that you're a human being who uh, is open to connections. And the more deeply you're able to connect with your readers the more loyal they're going to be and the better evangelists they're going to be for you. So um, I have people on my mailing list who just share everything with me. Now, I don't share everything with them. 
I share select things with them, but they feel like they know me very well. Uh, and they, for the most part, they do. I mean, they know who I am. I'm not hiding who I am. I'm just, I just don't always share, you know, the really deep, intimate details of my life. Uh, but I do occasionally do things, you know, uh, I share funny moments in my life, for example. One example of this is um, I had injured my arm uh, and it was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, tense and I need, uh, the muscles were all sort of knotted. And so I have a TENS unit, which is this little like electrical pager sized thing with electrodes that you can put on your body and you'll send electrical current into your body. Um, and people use these for all kinds of reasons, but you know, it, they, it also can help relax tense muscles. So <clears throat> I had one, I put the, the leads on my arm and I turned it on without checking to see what it was turned up to. And it just so happened I had bumped it and turned it all the way up to its highest setting. So now I have so much current going through my arm that my muscles are, are contracting and I can't move. And it hurts, right? So I go to reach for the, uh, the, one, of the, one of the leads to pull it off without quite thinking this through. And so as soon as I make contact with it, now this electricity is going through both hands and they're both <laughs> seized up. And, uh, this is a true story. And so, and then in, in my convulsions, I knocked the tens unit onto the floor. Uh, so I've got no way to reach it. So I end up having to step on the tens unit and use my other foot to, to try to pull the leads out so that I can cut the current off, which works. Now I, <laughs> I share that story. Um, because one, I have, uh, no shame. <laughs> But also because, um, think about what you're feeling right now. Like, you know this detail about me, right? And this is a funny story. So you get a little laugh out of it. You feel a deeper personal connection because I'm sharing something that is kind of embarrassing, but is not so deeply embarrassing that I wouldn't want the world to know about it, you know? But it feels like I've opened up to you. And so because I've opened up to you, you feel um, a connection with me. You feel more loyal to me. You care. And if you care, then when I say, hey, I got a new book coming out, I would really appreciate if you get it on pre-order uh, for cheap or whatever, whatever your whatever your value prop is. Um, I got a new book coming out. Or, hey, if you read one of my books, would you mind giving a review? Or um, I've got this special promotion happening. You know, you can announce those things. You do that in between the personable emails. You don't want every email you send out to be, go buy my book. I got a new book. I got an old book. I got a series. I got a box set. Go buy it. Buy, 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 buy. No one wants to hear that. But they love hearing. I screwed up and electrocuted myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I'm still alive. Or I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad no one was around to see it. I'm glad no one's around to see it. But I'm going to share it with you anyway. Um and they, they love that stuff. And then if you say, hey, feel free to share this with your friends and family. This is a funny story. I don't mind if you share it. And uh, and if you get a chance, go buy my book. <laughs> Use more eloquent language than this. But, uh, you know, be subtle about your sales approach, by the way. But if you work these things in, then people have a reason to share the email. 
A personable email is a shareable email. A personable email is something someone reads and says, I really feel close to Kevin. I really feel like I know Kevin. And I think that my sister would enjoy reading this email. And, you know, if you've got some branding in there, some links to your books, you know, uh, people read these personable emails and then they may go on to check out your other work. Or maybe you put a link to get on your mailing list with maybe a little picture or a thumbnail of the uh, freebie that they get. And uh, they read this email and think, oh, man, this Kevin's a doof because he <laughs> caused himself to go into electrical convulsions. But uh, I think maybe I'd like to check out the rest of his work. Maybe I'd like to see this free short story. I'd like to get more emails like this one. And that's, that's, uh, that's key. So, so here's the deal. So here's what this all comes down to, because we're coming toward the end. I want to, I want to wrap up, um, the, your goal. This is, this is marketing 101. You're creating, um, a brand. Okay. And that brand, when you're an author, you are the brand. Your pin name is that brand. If you write under a pin name, but you have a personality and, and readers relate to authors who share who they are. Okay. I mean, how many times have you read something, read a book by an author and you reached out hoping that maybe you could connect with that author? Cause you know, it's such a personal thing, right? You're, you, you are spending a few hours with their voice in your head. Uh, you did them the favor of letting them kind of take up some space there. How, how sort of deflating is it <laughs> when you reach out to that author and they either never respond at all, or if they do respond, it's a form letter, or it's this sort of, you know, less than enthusiastic or maybe even angry response. You know, some authors, I've had authors respond to me like, you know, WTF, man, why are you writing me? I, don't you know I have work to do? I'm too, I'm too busy to answer your questions, you know. Uh, maybe not literally, but I've gotten that sort of vibe off of off of emails I've gotten from people. So be willing to connect with your readers, because the better connected you are, uh, the the more benefit you can see from that relationship. Being a writer is about cultivating relationships with readers. That's what we're doing. If if you don't think of it that way, start considering it, because that is how you build a, a raving fan base that will go out and promote on your behalf. And that's going to make marketing a lot easier. A lot of us stress over marketing. It gives us fits of anxiety. But the reality is uh, marketing can be as simple as making friends with your readers. So that said, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I appreciate you uh, sticking around. It's been 30 minutes. So you know, I'm still kind of on, on well, I go over a little, I'm going over a little right now, but, uh, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate your support and everything that you're doing uh, for me out there. But I want, you to know, I'm here for you too. So you got questions, you need some help, whatever, uh, you know, I'm connected with draft to digital, of course, but I'm also just here. So, uh, feel free to email me, go to wordslingerpodcast.com, send me your questions, uh, go, you know, comment on this episode on that site. Um, and make sure you're subscribing to, uh, the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, uh, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> and, um, you know, share this with as many people as you can. 
Share this with everybody you know who is in this writing space who's maybe struggling with this idea of what, what, what should the mailing list look like? What does this process look like? This may not have answered all your questions. If not, ask me those questions and I will, I will provide you with answers in one form or another. So that is it for today's episode of the Word Slinger podcast, the Solo Slinger episode. Uh, make sure you tune in. For the next episode, uh, I am uh, talking to, actually, give me two seconds and I can probably, nope, I don't have it up. Uh, I'm talking to someone you're going to want to hear from. (laughs) Uh, Those episodes typically go live on Fridays, but again, I'm trying to get out of... uh, uh, Jody Millman, I'm talking to Jody Millman this, this, uh, this, at the end of the week. So, tune in for that. There's some really interesting stuff in that interview. I know you're going to like it, so... God bless each and every one of you. I uh, I hope that I'm providing some something useful for your life and career. Uh, that is one of my chief aims in the world. And uh, I hope you're inspired by all this. And I'll see you all next time. Wordslinger.